Blog Talk Radio. Namaste. You are now in the Funk Soul Cafe, a cool, hot, soulful radio show for writers and so much more, hosted by yours truly, Robert Batista. So sit back, grab a nice, warm, and soulful cup of java or chai, and listen and enjoy. Tonight's guest is the dynamic. Kate Tilton, founder of Kate Tilton's Author Services, LLC. She is also the host of Kate Chat. Namaste, Kate Tilton, and welcome to the Funk Soul Cafe. Thanks, Robert. So glad to be here. Oh, it's great, great you being our first guest. Kate, let's first start off by taking your Java order. We have a wonderful variety of fine espressos, cappuccinos, and lattes. And by the way, we also have herbal teas for your tea lovers. So what's your fancy, Kate? I personally would like a Nutella latte. Okay, let me go ahead and whip that up for you and get that ready. And here you go. So, Kate. Thank you. For those, you're welcome. Enjoy. For those who don't know who you are or what you do, please let our audience know what is Kate Tilton's Author Services, LLC, and what does it offer? So, um, Kate Tilton's LLC is uh, my company. It's a solo entrepreneur uh, business, and I work with authors, uh, mainly to help authors connect with readers. So that that's, encompasses a lot of different things. Um, my job description is an author assistant, which pretty much means I do everything else that comes to the writing business so that authors have more time to write and for their families. And I understand later this evening at 9 p.m. Eastern, you have your weekly Twitter chat called Kate Chat, number eight. Uh, please talk about the genesis of Kate Chat and how far it's come since it first began. Yeah, so I always loved Twitter. That seems to be kind of where I found found my job through Twitter. So it's always really been kind of that place where I love to hang out with authors and readers. So I was involved in a few different Twitter chats, but I was finding that every single Twitter chat seemed to be only for readers, only for authors. And there really was no crossover for both to connect. So that's kind of how Kate Chat came to be. 
the name was something that I had just kind of like thrown out there jokingly, but then everyone had said, oh, no, I like that. Like, go ahead, use Kate Chat. I'm like, seriously, isn't that kind of narcissistic? And they're like, no, 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 we like it. So that's how uh, Kate Chat came to be named. Uh, and so far it's been over two years and uh, just amazing to see. You know, we have some regulars that are always there. We're always seeing new people, uh, great conversations. Um, I find it's really interesting to hear like people will come to the chat and say like, oh, I learned so much. I'm like, that's great. Like, that's a byproduct of like just connecting with people, and that's really the purpose of the chat. So to be able to offer something that helps people connect and also offer that learning environment is really amazing. So true. Uh, looking over some of the previous Kate Chat topics like building your platform, how to engage your readers and self-love in fiction and real life. Really great topics. So looking back on your previous K-Chats, what would you say were some of the more engagingly popular topics that drew a great audience of responsive Twitterphobes? Yeah, I think probably one of the best ones we've had was book boyfriends. (laughs) So we just kind of got around and just talked about our favorite boys in fiction uh, which was was just very interesting. I mean, you have tons, tons of different readers have different favorites. Uh, we had some of the guys join in with their book girlfriends, uh, and it was just a really great to kind of see what everyone's reading uh, and the characters that really stick with us. Um, so I've always found that like the chat topics that do the best are the ones where everyone has something to say about it. So a lot of the time with Kate Chat, I look at guests who are going to have a topic that readers can talk about and authors can talk about. So that might be something like talking about Disney and how you know Disney can make these fabulous stories, how can authors replicate that, and why do readers connect with it. And I find both sides have something to say about that. Uh, so it's really been cool to just see the different kinds of topics that come up. Um, I know we have a couple of topics coming up, like Harry Potter, which I expect will be really popular. Um, and tonight we're talking about thrillers. So I find those genre chats tend to be really good because people have a lot to say. Uh, from reading and from writing. And I know that authors and writers have so much to say and would abundantly get on K-Chat and and really, really enhance it and, and be very, very outspoken. But what about readers? You had said that there was none for both readers and and writers. So how do the readers participate? And, you know, what do you find uh, how the, the readers actually engage? Yeah, so when it comes to Kate Chat, generally I really try to pick topics that both writers and readers can talk about. So right. when we have topics, like tonight, instead of talking about, like, how to write thrillers, we are talking about thrillers in general. So okay. writers can, you know, ask questions about, like, okay, like, how do we write thrillers the best way? Well, readers can participate and say, okay, like, these are my favorite thrillers. This is why I like them. So the authors can learn kind of what readers are looking for. And then writers, you know, the readers can learn, you know, how it, writing a thriller kind of works. Um, so I try to aim for topics that both can really relate to. Uh, you mentioned self-love and fiction, that was something that both readers and writers, you know, participate in. You know, we've all read, I'm sure, fiction before, so we all have something to be able to say about that topic. And self-love, I think, is very important. Kate, let's talk about your feast of a website, katetilton.com. It offers such a gamut of options for its visitors, from social media tips, publishing advice, book marketing how-tos, writing tips, and more. 
I know they are all chock full of pertinent information, but when you look at your web traffic statistics, and are there any topics that are more popular and get a whole lot more hits? Yeah, um, surprisingly, I get a lot of search results from book boyfriends. I think that's really a recurring trend. Yep, uh, I made a list. Uh, one of my articles is a list of book boyfriends. So it will say, you know, who the boy is, what book he was from, uh, which stemmed from that Twitter chat conversation that we had on Kate Chat, uh, right. and that's been really popular. I also find I have two different lists of Instagram uh, people. So one is authors and one is book bloggers. And those tend to be very well-shared and well-loved. Uh, most people I find when they start like on Instagram, it's really hard for them to figure out who to follow. So these lists give you, you're looking for authors, here's a whole list of authors, great authors to follow. You're looking for book bloggers, you know, maybe an author wanted to connect with book bloggers. Here's a list of a bunch of book bloggers on Instagram. Um, and you might just be a reader and like, I want to connect with both these people. There are two lists for you and you can get a really good start on who you're following on Instagram. One of the highlights of your website, in my estimation, is your Kate Tilton's book bloggers page, where you literally have a who's who from A to Z of fantastic blogs by a whole potpourri of insightful bloggers. Talk about this amazing concept that is such a banquet for readers who come across these wonders of writing. Yeah, so the Kate Tilton's book blogger group uh, came about because I really wanted to be able to connect authors and readers. Um, I started out my website as a book blog, and you know it can be hard to find guests when you're first starting out, so I wanted to give book bloggers a way to find authors to feature, whether that be for review, interviews, guest posts, and I wanted to give authors a way to connect with these bloggers. So unlike traditional um, blog tour companies, my list is public, so anyone can go and use it. Um, I have you know, a paid feature if you want someone else to handle it for you, but it is totally free to use. I know some people do, and that's really great because the purpose behind that was really to give you know, authors and readers a place to connect. So I really love my group. I'm really proud that it's grown so much. So I picked a blog out of the blue and chose mm -hmm. a writer's tale, Infinite Books, One Story, from Pamela Nicole writes.com, and I'm blown away by how easily I am transformed into the colorful, texturized contents of the blog. How did you find these fantastic writers that you showcase? So with the Kate Tilton's book blogger group, I invited a couple of bloggers, but mostly it was an open invite to any bloggers who really were looking to connect with authors. Really? Um, they okay. sign up on my site, yep. So I have this sign up on my site. So if anyone has, you know, a book blog or if they're an author and they feature other authors and they're looking for more, that's pretty much the requirements to join. Um, you know, I won't accept blogs if they don't feature other authors. But uh, right. if they do, it doesn't matter if they're big or small. I think it's really important that they want to, you know, showcase authors. So I want to give them that opportunity. So how does one go about getting their blog on this delightful site? Uh, what is the process? If you go on to my website, katetilton.com, you'll right. see right on the home page it says that Kate Tilton's Book Blogger Group, which is a live link you can click on. And at the very top it will say, you know, if you're a blogger and you want to be part of this group, join here. You click on that, there's a little form to fill out, which is just, you know, 
information about your blog so I know what to add. Um, and then I just check your blog, make sure it actually is something that features authors, uh, and then I'll add you to the list. It's a pretty pretty simple process. So you accept um, all bloggers and all topics, or is there anything that you really don't uh, get into? Um, pretty much, it's really our requirements are that you know you are a blog that features other authors. Because um, surprisingly, sometimes there's people that will be like, "Oh, I don't feature authors at all, but I want to be in right. your blogger group." And like it's a book blogger group, book bloggers. So you have to kind of feature books and authors. Uh, doesn't mean it has to be your all the blog is about, but you do have to have that, um, you know, the ability to feature authors. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the biggest thing. You know, I'm looking for uh, websites that are active. Um, you have to sign up for it, um, and then you have to have a blog about books in some shape or form. So that that's pretty much the only requirement. And then I did uh, expand and made a review only team because I have a couple of readers that I know who don't have a book blog and don't really want to, but they love reading and reviewing on Amazon uh, and different retailers. So I made um, kind of a subset of the list. So if you're one of those readers, you can join as well. That's great. Um, I have to get into another service that you offer, that of author assistance resources. I know you provide these services for quite a few authors. Talk about what you do when assisting authors. Do you have different tier levels of services that you offer? Um, I mean, kind of. I do offer my hourly-based services, and then I have a couple of a la carte services. So one being the book blogger outreach. So if you don't want to go and contact over 200 bloggers individually, I can send out an email to all of them at once for you. Uh, so that can save you a lot of time. I do offer one-on-one -on -one consulting. Uh, and then I have a social media training program. So those are a la carte services. And then I have my hourly services, which are very vast and cover a lot of different things from admin support to craft support. Social media training program jumps out at me <laughs> that you know everybody's on it. So what does that entail? So the social media program is for one hour lessons. So we do that either over the phone or on Skype. So it's kind of where I walk you through and make sure, you know, I give you the steps so you can master social media instead of mastering you. Uh, I find most authors that come to me either social media is all they do and are not writing anymore or they pretty much decided that they can't do social media because it takes away from the writing time, so they don't do social media. So I kind of try to take authors by the hand and show them they can write, and they can use social media, uh, and there can be harmony there. Uh, well, let's talk about that 800-pound gorilla that I call social media. Um, I know you, you just said you love Twitter, and I love Twitter. Uh, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but um, I know there are a lot of people who are on Goodreads and, and Instagram and Pinterest and the like, um, and I'm sure they all offer, each one offers different things to, to different people. I mean, is there a way of like navigating the maze of all the social media sites, Kate? Yeah, there really is. Uh, it really just stems from knowing your audience first. Uh, so a lot right. of times when I'm sitting down with authors and we do that social media training, the first thing is really hammering down who are you trying to talk to. Uh, you know, if we go into things trying to please everyone, uh, no one's going to care. That That's the reality of it. You can't try to sell exactly. to everyone. Uh, 
uh, or please everyone and ser- or serve anyone. Um, so really when it comes down to kind of social media, it really depends on who you're trying to reach uh, and your own personality and like. So we look for you know where that crossover is. What things do you want to talk about? What things do you offer? And then what things are your audience looking for? Where do those overlap? Uh, and then in that you can find you know what social media channels should I be active on? Or should I be active on social media at all? You know, do I need to look at more traditional methods? Uh, you know, like being on the radio, being on television, that kind of thing. Uh, so that's kind of where the social media training really comes in handy. Do you have a presence on YouTube, Kate? I have a YouTube channel, but there really isn't much there. Uh, YouTube is one of those things that I find is really fascinating. Uh, and I really love authors when they they blog, so they do little video blogs. Uh, but personally, it's not my channel. Uh, I'm very active on Twitter, of course. Uh, I really love Instagram and Pinterest, so you'll see a lot of stuff there. Uh, but yeah, YouTube, there's there's really not a lot there. I do post a couple of videos. I go to like an event and take a video. You might see that up there, but that's about it. Now, I'm I'm kind of fascinated by Pinterest. I've always heard so much about it, but I've never used it, and I really don't know too many people who, who get into it. Um, why do you like it so much? I like pictures. Uh, I'm a very visual person. Uh, right. Before I really got into kind of the publishing business, art was my passion. Okay. So I've just always loved, loved the visual aspect which is why I also really like Instagram. But Pinterest, I find, is really good when it comes to my website. Um, I get a lot of traffic that comes from Pinterest, more than Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I'm on Twitter, Kate, I am constantly amazed at all the authors pushing their books, almost to the point where I am desensitized and immune. Are there any good author social media sites that are not well-known that are not as well-known and maybe less in your face uh, than what Twitter is. It's like all their books all the time. You mentioned Pinterest. Um, Are there any others? You mean social media networks? Yes. Yeah. Uh, There are a lot of different networks. I find there's kind of like a new social media network popping up every day. Right. Um, you know, like Snapchat, one of the newer ones that's, that's happening. Uh, there's Tumblr, which has been around for a while, but seems to be kind of uh, a new thing authors are stumbling into. Uh, but really when it comes down to it, I think as, as authors and just as people trying to, you know, help other people, uh, yes. it's really up to us to make sure that when we are on social media sites, you know, we're not pushing our services and things at people, but we're offering things of value. So, yes. you know, when I go on Twitter, the authors that I follow – they're not just sharing all their book stuff. You know, they're having real conversations that I want to engage in, and that's why I follow them on social media. So I think it's more about finding how you can offer value to your audience than finding the new hit channel. I know one of the things you harp on is why you need to start your social media platform before you publish. Can you explain to our audience why this is an extremely important thing to do? It's one of those things where, you know, there's that saying, like, if you build it, people will come. And it's not true. (laughs) You know, you might build the most awesomest product ever or write the best book in the world, but if people do not know about it, they will not come. So it's important that you get out there and start your platform before 
you know, your book or your product is out so that people will know that it's there. Uh, so when it comes to, you know, making social media, you know, your social media presence, I find it's really about making people know you as a person. And that way when you come and you say, hey, guys, I made this really cool thing I'm really proud of, they're going to want to support you because they think of you as a friend. Uh, and you are a friend to them. You know, just because it's virtual does not mean that that relationship uh, is less valid. So that's why it's really important that you start now before you spend all that time writing the product because uh, I find it's much easier that way for you to be able to share that in an honest and genuine way than having to go start from, okay, I made this product, made this book, and now no one's buying it, and now I have to like go try to find people. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the state of book publishing, which in my estimation is in a state of flux and so volatile. And it seems like everybody has a book out about almost everything under the sun. And there are some literary gems, yes, but there are also many books that are poorly written and edited out there. Where do you think publishing is headed in the next few years, Kate? I find that publishing right now is kind of that last um, area to really be sh- shaken up by the digital revolution that we've had. Uh, you know, we're still you seeing last? advances. Yeah, it's kind of that last, the last industry. Okay. Yeah, the last industry really to be shaken up by the digital revolution that we've had. Um, you know, so we're seeing now that like people can self-publish. That you know, it's been around for ages, but now it's so much easier, and we're seeing right. all the improvements like print on demand. You know, before if you wanted to self-publish your book and you wanted to have a physical book, you had to pay thousands of dollars to have it offset printed. Right. And you had to pay more money to have it stored, uh, unless you wanted to keep it in your basement. Now we have print-on-demand where you don't have to keep thousands of books in your house. You know, someone orders it from Amazon, the book gets printed, shipped, and you get money in your account. So like that revolution, I think we're going to see more of that. Um, I'm really hopeful that we'll see a little bit more with digital books. So instead of just having, you know, text, we're going to get more interaction. And we're already seeing that happen, but I think it's going to be more. What's your take on audio books? Um, I hear they're a little bit more expensive to produce, but, you know, I hear it's also a growing market with a lot of people listening to their books on their phones and their cars and things like that. What's your take on audio books? Oh, yeah. I love audio books. Yes. They are a great great thing to listen to when you are doing something else. So when I go on a long car trip, I love listening to audio books and podcasts. Uh, we're certainly seeing a revolution in podcasting right now. Uh, it's definitely taking yes. off. So pretty much all audio content right now is really taking off because uh, people are busy. So the audio content, so audiobooks, they allow you know readers who don't have the time when they're home to be able to listen. So they might have a long commute to work, but don't have time to read. You know, when they get home because they have their families, other responsibilities they need to take care of. Audiobooks let them, you know, get that reading time in. So you are right, audiobooks do cost more to produce. Yes. It's just kind of the nature of it, but it's definitely every author that I've, you know, talked to that has had an audiobook made um, has definitely found it's worth the investment. Kate, I am so awed on your Internet presence and platform and brand. Your package is so tight. Let's time capsule back and talk about how you began this great concept in business and first got the idea to start doing what you do. 
was it a great love of books or something else? Yeah, I've always loved loved reading, loved books. Um, I grew up in a really small village where there really weren't a lot of other kids to play with. So, you know, books really were kind of my friends at that time. But I really ended up falling into this author assistant business. I had an author that I really loved that I was following on Twitter who happened to post that they were looking for an assistant. And I asked if that could be a virtual assistant. They said yes and hired me for the job. So that's kind of how it started. You know, it was just me with one author, um, you know, working that little job. Uh, and then I ended up getting, you know, another job as an intern with another author. I worked briefly for a company um, doing kind of their marketing and stuff. So like slowly, you know, I started working with different people, started getting more involved. Um, and the, really the big breakthrough for me was being on Joel Freelander's site, the book designer. Right. I wrote an article about author systems and that kind of things off. So I have to ask you about bad redhead media. <laughs> How did you get involved with, with bad redhead media, and what exactly are they about? So Bad Redhead Media is Rachel Thompson's company. Uh, so that was another author who I ended up working with. We worked together for, what, okay. about two years or so. Uh, but Rachel uh, specializes in social media. So she works with authors also to kind of train them in the ways of social media. Okay. So uh, you're no longer actually connected with them? No. I mean, me and Rachel are still friends, but I don't work with her right now. I got it. I got it. So back to YouTube, which is, as we talked about that visual, um, do you see yourself one day possibly doing Kate chat on a, on a YouTube channel and, or Skype and doing something visually with that concept? I haven't thought about doing it as a video chat. I have thought about possibly making it into a podcast. Right. I'm still kicking around that idea because I do have some other things I'm working on right now. Um, and I'm finding that really focus is important for 2016. Uh, cause there's, you know, kind of a million different ideas right now that I want to do. And I'm like, I got to, you know, pick one and stick with it until that gets kind of on its feet and then move on to another one. So we still have Kate Chat in the blog. Um, and hopefully we'll see some evolution in Kate Chat within the next couple of years. Yeah, that Kate Chat podcast sounds like it'll be a winner. Sounds like it'll be something definitely that I'd love to listen to constantly. So I'm looking forward for that. So what's in the future for Kate Tilton besides what you just mentioned? What other irons do you have in the fire coming up? My current big one is I'm working on making online training courses. So instead of just having one-on-one -on -one training, there will be a course that you can take uh, that will be you know, less expensive than the one-on-one -on -one training uh, that will kind of give you all the information you need to get where you want to go. Uh, the first one I'm aiming for is going to be a social media training course. So it will kind of have everything that we talk about in that one-on-one -on -one training, um, right. but it will be you know, video-based and you'll have worksheets and things to work on. And then there will still be the additional one-on-one -on -one training if you feel like you still need it at that point. So that's the current big thing that I'm working on, and that's kind of my, my big iron in the fire. Uh, so we'll see kind of how that goes and how people receive it, and then we'll go from there. 
Wow, that sounds like a plan to me, Kate. So, Kate, give out any contact information, please. Uh, how can people follow you and uh, contact you if necessary and any websites you'd like to give out? Yeah, so the best way to get in touch with me is katetilton.com. You can find you know, any of my social media channels. You might like to connect with me there. You can send me an email. Um, katetilton.com really has all the information that you need for my services or Kate Chat or the Kate Tilton's book blogger group, and I'd be more than happy to have you guys. This has been the premiere episode of the Funk Soul Cafe with your host, Robert Batista. My guest has been Kate the Great Tilton of the fantastic Kate Tilton Author Services. Visit her ethereal website, at katetilton.com and feast your soul. Kate, thank you so much for being my very first guest. Thank you. It's been a gas. Thank you. Have fun tonight on Kate Chat. I'll be in there. Take care. All right. Bye.